Welcome back to another episode of the Listen In podcast with Jake and Sean. Jake, we have the father, son, and holy kidsy ghosts of the Kanye West album trilogy. I just came up with that on the spot. I think that was, it came together nicely. The holy kid. Yeah. Like the holy child. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's holy spirit. It is holy spirit. So we had Ye come out. Oh, we had Pusha T Daytona come out. We had Ye come out. Now we've had Kid See Ghost, the Kanye West Kid Cudi collab. Um, let's just dive in. I, I I think we've both been really liking it. Yeah, I I certainly have. I I was sort of um, pleasantly surprised with this album. Um, there's a lot that I really like about it. I think that um, Kanye and Kid Cudi are sort of swinging for the fences on a lot of these tracks, and like I I think it it starts off really really strong with Feel the Love. Feel the Love's Awesome. So cool. And C- Cuddy's voice is so strong in yes. that Feel the Love hook. Yes. And I actually, the first time I heard it, I was off put by it, but, but the Kanye, like, like over the yeah. snares. <laughs> I actually think it's awesome. It's really fucking cool. It's, Where the chorus. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Cuddy sounds great on that track. I think that this album um, is this cool sort of like kaleidoscope mixture of like the hard rock rap that you heard from. Uh, ghost town with like some psychedelia thrown in um there's some elements of you know um i it, it almost feels like a psychedelic rock album at certain yeah. points um with some i think some really really nice verses from kanye and kid cuddy as well I, so i think kanye's rapping on this is the strongest it was on any of those releases it's better than the well, what would Meek do guest verse on daytona it was better than literally any song on yay um, I think the rapping he does on Fourth Dimension uh, and on Reborn and on Kid See Ghost is all really, really good. His verse on, on Kid See Ghost is great. The part was like, uh, Bible under my bed because, yes, I'm very Christian. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Part, like, that yeah. flow is great. He has a lot of really good flows he comes into. Yep. What I wanted to talk about with this album a little bit is that it feels as though, because I think we both agree that this album... And Daytona are the 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 they're the two the the two best of the three he's yeah. come out with with his own album sort of least right. good I think um, in both our minds mm-hmm. it feels as though Kanye is embracing more and more that like team player aesthetic like as as self centered yeah. as people want to paint him and he is um, there's no denying that like he clearly cares about these other projects he produces right. the hell out of Daytona first yeah. gives like his everything to that album yep. And this Kid See Ghost album to me is like more coherent, more It just sounds better. More flowing and has his better moments than Yay. It it I don't know if this is true at all. It's probably not, but the way I read this is that Kanye put in a ton of effort on Kid See Ghost and Daytona and then left his own album for the last minute. That's how like, I read it. It was too. like, I'll figure it out. And it showed that like it sounds kind of unfinished compared to these other two albums. That's how I felt as well, because it felt like he was like, all right, I'm going to put my all into this Cuddy collab. Yep. I'm going to give everything I've got to Pusha. And then he's like, oh shit, like I got my own album to do. Right. And it's still like, for that, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Because it's still Kanye and he can still string some stuff together in a pretty interesting way. Um, I, I really am like in love with the production on Kid Sea Ghost, man. I, I love it's, it. And like, yeah. on uh, one of my favorite beats they've done in a long time, or that he has done in a long time, is that Fourth Dimension oh, beat. Oh my God. With the Louis Prima Ooh. vocal style. Ooh. With that like... Yeah. And you got the kids swinging in the latest style, and yeah. like they they loop his voice backwards, <laughs> yep. and that becomes the beat, dude. It, it it's sick. I, Reborn is like 
also reborn's th- awesome i love kanye i think that's his best like verse on that where he's like um I, I want all the pain. I want all the shame. I want all the smoke. I want all the blame or whatever. Like that's an awesome stretch for him. And that little I'm so I'm so reborn. That has been stuck in my head since this album came out. Is a really, really good cutty uh hook that reminds me of like Man on the Moon. Yeah. It reminds me of his early me, shit. Yes, me too. And that's that's Cuddy's strength, yeah. I feel like, is like do some hooks. You're not the best rapper, but you can do some stuff. Focus on the hooks. I feel like he needs Kanye to like focus him. I think they balance each other out in a good way. Yeah, he has a compelling voice when it's used the yes. right way. I really like Free too. Um, I love the production at the end of Free. I yeah. When you have those big crashing yep. dun, like guitar chords, yep. and those like little descending synthy things after. Yes. It's one of my favorite parts on the entire album. Um, and I think this song is a lot of fun too. Like at first. I'll be honest, the first two times I listened, I didn't love the I'm free. It has grown on me a ton, it's I will grown say. On me a shit it's grown ton. on me a ton. Um, I really like that part now. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of parts on here that are like that. Like whether it's the Kanye snare thing at the beginning yep. or the I'm free part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, man, like I think you tweeted early on that you weren't sure. I like couldn't tell because I was so thrown off by Yay. And I was like, I don't know what to even make of any of this anymore. And I was like, I couldn't tell if this album, Kids See Ghost, was competent or awful. And after a few listens, I was like, oh no, it's more than it's more than competent. It's like actually really good. It is really good. And I think that like if you look at the sum of the parts of what Kanye has done over the past three weeks, it's actually pretty fucking impressive, man. Like, yeah. Yay is not his best album. It's it's among his worst. But that Daytona album is unbelievable. It's great. Kids See Ghost is really, really fucking good, too. Yeah. And I've, I've been, like, for all that Daytona may be the, like, better album or the more sort of cohesive statement by a singular artist. Yeah. And that Kids See Ghost feels like more of a, you know, a one-off by a right. couple rappers together. I gotta say that of the three, at least right out of the gate, this is the one I've listened to the most. I think I've listened, mm. like, 12 times to this album. Wow, okay, yeah. I've had, like, a really solid run with it, and I've been in the mood to listen to it a lot. Yeah. And it's made me want to go back to those other albums more. Like, I did a Daytona listen recently where right, I was, like, right, all right. in on it because of this. Right. Um, I do still like Daytona the best out of these, but I know what you mean. I think Kids See Ghost is incredibly listenable. Yeah. And it, it really doesn't is. feel as... Like, Daytona almost has weight to it, where it's, like... Yeah. This is a, like an important, really good rap album. Kids see Ghost, you're like, well, you know, Freeze kind of goofy, and or like Fire might not be like the most essential track, or like, but you're like, there's a lot of good stuff on here. It's more like fun, yeah. I guess you could say. On, I think it's Free. Is it Ty Dolla Sign who's on that? And there's these like dense vocal harmonies that I think come in. So. That part's sick. Yeah. The, I'm free, and there's like these like all these layers of vocals. A lot of these songs. As you get more and more into it, you realize how much went into the production. Because I think yep. that can get overlooked with Kanye because you just expect this sort of crazy cacophony right. of all these sounds. There's like subtle production stuff on Kids See Ghost, which makes me be like, oh, you just spent more time on it. Yeah. And when you listen to all of the cool ways things come together, yep. um, the way they change the beat under uh, the Feel the Love thing at the yep. beginning and like the way all the different ways those songs... These songs like shift and turn they do. and take they cool, do. Yep. like little. It's like their take on a psychedelic album. It's really fucking cool, and I think that it's also like artistically interesting that they've decided 
this run of albums that Kanye is associated with, they're all just over 20 minutes. They're mm-hmm. all seven tracks. I really appreciate that. I think if these were longer, yeah, I think we have a problem on our hands. Yeah, man. Or like, I really do. I think they they it would have been like oof, like this is too much and like none of it's good or like it's all like you're stretching yourself way too thin. Yeah, it, it would be tough. And I I know that we want to get into a segment at some point. Should we do it now? So let's let's do it, it now. Let's and do it now. And then we'll get into a couple. Other yeah, albums. let's do that. So I think what would be really interesting, Jake. Speaking of all these little different ideas, you have Daytona, Yay, and Kid See Ghosts. What if Kanye was like, no. I'm taking all of the work I've done with everybody in Wyoming and I'm just putting out one longer album. What would the highlights be? Like, can we make a 10, 11, 12 track album that's maybe like 30 to 35 minutes? So around like Yeezus length, basically. Um, Yeezus had nine tracks, I think. Didn't it? I thought it had 10. I could be wrong. Might have been been 10. Why don't we say we give ourselves... If we give ourselves 12, that's four from each if we need four. We could do 10. Yeah, there's 10. Want to do yeah, 10? there's 10. Yes, let's do 10. All right, so starting with Daytona, it's already hard to eliminate songs. So, I, so think, I, think, I think what we need to do is almost craft the album yeah. first. And rather than go through each of the older albums, I say, let's just try and craft an album. What do you want as your album opener? Mine, I think Feel the Love is the perfect opener for all of these projects. I agree that it is the best opener, um, and if you know, you know. That feels too much like a just a push a T song. But what I was gonna say is that it's a tough one to fit in the track list somewhere else, just because of the way it starts so minimal. It starts in with that that really per- like thin beat with yep. him just coming in, and it builds to that huge drop. Yep. Um, I agree that feel the love should be first. That's so. Keep in mind too, Jake. That we're doing like. Mostly a Kanye, it's it's like a Kanye album. Okay. Uh, even though, so I think I don't know if if you know you know ends up on this album. What I okay. So this you, isn't necessarily like what are just the ten best songs. It's like can you craft the best Kanye album? So you so you want all of it to have Kanye on it? Because not only, necessarily because but you can because there's still songs on like other Kanye albums that like don't really have much Kanye. So, like, if we want to fit in, if you know, you know, you can. But, like, is there maybe some other ones? Like, maybe we would include What Would Meek Do on this? Because there is Kanye. But, but I, we don't include something else. I see that. But it's like, What Would Meek Do is not one of my very favorites right, on that album. Right, So, it's right. tough for me to do it that way. But right. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. But you could. Like, let's, let's just see if we can craft the best Kanye album. Like, okay. if he were making his own record with the best parts of all of the work he's put in. I think you go feel the love, and then I think you go into something from Ye, probably the best song on Ye, one of them, maybe. I mean, I think Yikes works I was going to say well. Yikes is, is, a, is a good second track. Okay. So I, I would agree with feel that. Feel the love opens it, then you go into Yikes. Yep. Um, I think then you could uh, pull something else off Kids See Ghost, maybe? Yeah, I think... F- uh, Fourth Dimension or the song Kids See Ghosts would work well as a three. I like Fourth Dimension there. Yeah. Um, I like Kids See Ghosts as a later track. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do Maybe too. last. Yeah. Um, so let's say Kids See Ghosts will be on it maybe last. Or or just later. Because I think um, from Yay, I think 
that Ghost Town could be a good last or second to last song. Okay, so I could, yeah, I could see Ghost Town also being like a killer fourth track. Okay, okay. Like, I was thinking maybe Reborn or yeah. w- would be maybe like a good fourth track. Yep. Um, I think or he- the one from uh, one from uh, Daytona, or the two from Daytona that I think really make sense are the games we play in Hard Piano. Yeah, I was going to say... I think Hard Piano could be a fourth track, too. I was going to say mid-track list, Hard Piano, we pepper in, because then you're feeling right. a little bit twisted Right, fantasy. right, right, right. Because Cuddy's already been involved. So, like, maybe Hard Piano, like, five? Yeah, okay. because then you get a Ricky Rosé yep. and Pusha T yep. track, yep. where it's like, you don't, you might not even notice Kanye's not on it. Exactly, exactly. So, that's that's going to be five. What's So, what's our fourth? Are we putting um, Reborn there? Reborn. Okay, all right. So, now we have Feel the Love, Yikes, Fourth Dimension... Um, we just said what it was. Reborn. Fourth, reborn. And then... Um, hard Piano at hard five. Piano. Okay. And we still need to fit in definitely uh, uh, Kidsy Ghosts and um, the like the best song on Yay. What is it? Freak? Fuck. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Or from... Ghost Town. From Go- yeah. So we have three tracks to, to fit in here. Okay. If, if we want to say... I feel like, yeah, Ghost Town, why don't we put that second to last? Okay. Why don't we put Kids See Ghost last? last? Okay. So we need a six, seven, and eight. Um, I would vouch for, um, let me look at the Cuddy montage is great too. Cuddy montage, but I think you exclude that. Because it's it? so like Cuddy focused. Well, Although Kanye raps on that. It has a, a good verse. There's a great verse from Kanye on it. I I would put I would put Cuddy montage in. I would do it at like six or seven. Um yeah, I think it could go in there. I think we're the the, the 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 risk we're running here is that we're going very, very heavily kids see ghosts. Well, those are the better songs and Kanye is on those songs. That's that's okay though. Do do you think that uh like for example, Wooden Leave gets on here? I think it should. I would I I would put that on. I would yeah. definitely not put on Violent crimes. No, I'm not gonna. Okay. I wasn't gonna. Okay. The <laughs> okay. 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 I wasn't gonna. Bring I would up put. On, I would put on. Wouldn't leave. See, the thing is, though, like if it were my, if it ended up being, if we'd have different track lists, so we're we would. We yes, exactly, exactly. Um, because I yeah, I wasn't gonna bring up maybe. Okay, so Cuddy montage at six. Wouldn't leave at seven or eight. Uh, I think seven. Uh, maybe eight. Eight. I agree. Going so, into Ghost Town. Yes. And then Kitsy Going into Kitsy Ghost. I think we need a Daytona track in there. I think so too. What about like Santeria? Santeria could work. Um, um, or Santeria games we play. The So you could do what would Meek do if we want to tie in the Kanye thing. Mm-hmm. That might be the best way to do it. I mean, my personal favorite song on it is If You Know You Know, but that's straight Pusha. It's so Pusha. And it's so of this album and feels like such a opening track I don't think you can I don't think we can put it on even though it's one of the best songs from this project I think what we have to do is pick between what would Meek do Santeria and Games We Play as that seventh track so in the middle of this album you basically get a a five six seven of kind of like it's like Kanye montage. He's like, I'm bringing in Kanye, I'm bringing in Pusha, I'm peppering in myself. Although, you know what we could also imagine it as, instead of just imagining it as a Kanye album, you can imagine it as 
a three-way collab right. between Kanye, yeah. Cuddy, and yeah. Pusha. Because Pusha T is on... He's um, on Field of Love. He's on Field of Love that's and he right. intros it. That's right. So he's... Right there, you get a three for one. That's, in that that's song. a great point. So, like, maybe since we've left room for like basically Kanye exclusives, you do have room for a push. You exclusive. do, you do. And then that that would free up a song that's mostly Cuddy. That's true. Which which would be uh, like Cuddy montage. Cuddy montage. So, like, so what what do we think here? Um, I feel like so it's interesting because I think that. If you know, you know would work really well if this were a split vinyl. Yeah, like it would be a yeah. sick start to side yep. two. Yep, that's not really how track lists go anymore. Mm-mm. We could go with um, we. I, I, I think would, Santeria would work well there. It fits in dark. with the vibe of yeah. like the games we play is too almost too upbeat with like that guitar like beat that fits too well after if you know you know. I don't know if that works on this album either. I like Santeria too. I think Santeria works there. Because it has that dark kind of Spanish yep. flair going. Yep. Um, and that really haunting sort of sung uh-huh. hook. And what I like about that with these and Hard Piano, which I think we also picked, mm-hmm. is that those are both sort of dense, darker songs yes. that fit the mood of the the gay kids see I completely agree. List. I think this is a... Okay, so... You run it down. Run it back. In, in, uh, in summary here, we're starting off Feel the Love's the opening track. Which is great because you got pushed. Which is amazing. That feel feel the love feels like a natural progression of the Yeezus sound. Yeah, you know, like like very intense, almost industrial. And it's like, it, but it's like almost more beautiful than half of what he was doing on Yeezus. I know, yeah. Of what he's, how he's using Cuddy in that right, song. Right, right. So we start off with Feel the Love. We go into Yikes's track two, track three. We have. Um, I think we had uh, Fourth Dimension. Didn't fourth we? Dimension. Then we have Reborn. Then we have Hard Piano. Then we have Cuddy Montage. Then we have Santeria. Yep. Then we have... Without um, the uh, Wooden Leaf. I wooden think. Leaf. Which was eight. Yep. Then we have... Um, Ghost, Ghost Town. Town. And then we have Kids See Ghosts. That's a strong 10-track album right there, man. The if we... that was put... Let me ask you. If... If we didn't have, we only had one release from this, and that was the album that got put out. And let's say there was none of the Kanye bullshit that happened, like, on Twitter, none of the MAGA hat stuff, none of the Trump stuff. He just puts out those 10 tracks. What is the reception? It would be really, really positive. I think so, too. It would be immensely positive. I think so, too. It would be like a 9... Excuse me, like a 9 plus on... on I think so, too. Pitchfork and stuff. And what's interesting about the way he's approached it is he's like... Again, he didn't go that way. Right. He was like, he's going to do a lot of these little mini albums. And I, I really do think that the the headline of the whole thing is like, this by and large worked. Yeah. He's still doing good stuff. Like, yeah. I really, really like to almost love two of these albums. And one I at least like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a solid... I'm definitely lower on Ye. Like, honestly, I haven't gone back to listen to Ye. Because I've been like, oh, if I want like new Kanye, I'm just going to listen to Kids See Ghosts. This week I was more focused on Kids yeah. See Ghosts, and the one deviation I had from that was to listen to Daytona. Okay. So yeah, I've been listening. I've kept listening to Daytona. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but I have been meaning to go back to to EA at some point. I just yeah. think that this week I've been so into the Kids See Ghosts thing. So Makes that's interesting, uh, listeners. Um, if there are any of you left, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> what you think would be the best track list between these three yeah, albums. Yeah, We have a couple other interesting we albums do. we want to talk about we this do. week, Sean. One of which is by this artist 
a female rapper named Tierra Wack. Yeah. This album, Wack World, 15 songs. Yeah. 15 minutes. Right. Each track is exactly, Sean, one minute. I love how it's exactly one minute. It, it's, it's so great. Dude, this album is, the way I've been describing it, is it's sort of like a, a Frankie Cosmos as a rapper. Yes, 100%. Because these 15 tracks are these short but sweet, hooky, catchy in different ways. All hooks. Just all hooks, basically. They're all hooks, and they're all um, Tierra Whack trying different little yeah. nooks and crannies yes. of rap sounds. Yes. Some of them are really, really catchy. Some of them are a little more lo-fi and yep. a little more dark. Um, some of them are funny. Some of them was like almost like a country, like poking fun at like country. F- fuck off. Oh, fu- fuck off. Yeah. yeah. You remind me of my deadbeat dad. Fuck off. Like <laughs> yes. that's like, yes. she puts on this fake twang. <laughs> yes. The, the, I couldn't really recommend this album more because I know. for what it's worth, you get, it's 15 minutes and you get just these smattering of these really cool, catchy yep. ideas. My favorite of which is is Hookers, I think. Hookers is great. I, I think Hookers and Hungry Hippo can almost work as one song. Because they're both using that little... It almost sounds like... Dude, it sounds like early Youth Lagoon. With yeah. like the, the keyboard or whatever. Those sweet like little keyboards. Yeah. And she's just doing like these awesome hooks over both. And they both are using that similar aesthetic. Like you mentioned a lot of other ones on here are exploring different nooks and crannies. Those are kind of exploring the same thing. And I think they're almost like two sides of the same coin. Those yeah. are my two favorite songs on here. The the catchy little the thing on Hookers, which is like, why you gotta ruin my day, my day. Like yeah, that that yeah. look is so sick. And like it has this really yep. she she seems to be able to channel all these different voices. I know. These different yeah. voicings. This is basically to me, I'm like mostly excited because I'm like, this person is now they're like they're out there. Right. And this is something where they're getting some she's getting some attention and this is an exciting little album, but she can pull off clearly a lot. Yes, for sure. Uh, I also really like Cable Guy. Goes A B C. Yes. You think it's gonna? She's gonna say A B C one two three, but she's like no M T V. Yeah, yeah. B E T. Yeah. I also like um, little moments like like again. Two, one of my favorite one two punches on here is "Fuck Off" into "Silly Sam." Yeah, yeah. Um, Silly Sam. Blah blah. That's a great this, song. Yeah, talking about playing games like Mario yes. Kart. He plays so many games, like that whole yep. part, and fuck off, I love. It's, it's, I do too. It's it's really really funny, um, and kind of sad, but like, yeah. but it's like this moment where the whole thing is she's like, like fuck you, you are this person who's like this bad, I guess, boyfriend or something. Right. Who she was like, you're broke, you're not even my type. You're not even my type. Yeah. You remind me of my deadbeat dad. Fuck off. Right. Right. Um, and she does these like this hilarious put on country accent. Um, dude, th- this is an enjoyable album. And I I like. Kind of like can't wait to go back. Me to it. too. I'm like so excited to like keep giving this listens. And it just like is one of these things where like what happens with Frankie Cosmos with me is like I kind of want to just keep going back because it's yes. so quick. Yes. Um, and it's so listenable, and I just get these little hooks stuck yep. in my head that I, I want to go back. So Completely this this Tara Wack album was a huge pleasant surprise for me. Very much so. Um, the other new album that we had come out was this new snail mail album, Lush. So this got a very high best new music on Pitchfork, Jake. Yeah. What did it get, an 8.7? 8.7. Yeah, and I, I think I... One of the highest of this year. I think we kind of saw this coming. There was a few songs on here that I think had gotten best new track. They had been hyping this up pretty hard. I think they did a feature on her. It was... The writing was on the wall for a, a high best new music for this album. 
Um, and we both listened to it on Friday. And I think we were both either talking or texting with each other. And we're like, yeah, I wasn't blown away by it. I, I think we were both kind of like, huh, didn't immediately grab me. Yeah, that, that certainly after first listen, that's sort of where I was at with it. And I was pretty excited for this album, actually, because Pristine is one of my favorite songs of this year, actually. And I was like, ooh, like this is going to be a really good album if all those songs sound like that. And I was like, no, I'm going to like really dive into this and put work in and I'm determined to like it. And I actually do. I think this is actually a really good album. It's, I don't, I still don't think it's like as great as Pitchfork says. Maybe I still need more listens. I think there's really good stuff on here. Like I mentioned, Pristine's great. Yeah. I've been really Heat Waves a really good song. Full Control is right up there too. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I, I need some more time with this record. I, I, I've been um, sort of, I got distracted by the Tierra Whack yesterday. Yeah. Listening right. to that like right. eight times right. in the last two days and listening to a lot of Kid Sea Ghost. Um, I listened to this two more times today. Heatwave popped out at me. Pristine did too. Yep. I think there's a like again, it's enjoyable, sort of that like pseudo emo sort of yep. uh, guitar music with confessional lyrics. It's and- like it's like soccer mommy, it's like Frankie Cosmos, it's like Sydney Gish. It's like a lot of albums. This is like the year of like the the young female singer songwriter. Yeah, and I, I mean I gotta say that like I think it feels like a little bit of one of those things where critics are just getting behind someone. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. And I think maybe just from a few years of doing this exact act of being on this podcast yep. and going and seeing these albums every year where there's a buzz artist, like I can see what happened to Courtney Barnett happening to Snail Mail in two Oh, years, 100%. Where there just won't be as much sheer excitement it's and goodwill. 100%. But she might put out an album that's just as good. And like I just feel like I am not... You know, I think there's some really cool stuff on here. She's clearly a very talented guitar player. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think that there's there's some really good songs on here. I need I need more listens, but I haven't been bowled over. I haven't been like yeah, completely I, 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 yeah. astounded like by anything yeah. I've heard. No, I know what you mean. Um, it's interesting because you mentioned that like with some of these buzz bands, there's almost a trajectory that they go on. Yeah. Where and I think we've seen this with a lot of artists over the year where. It's either one of two things. They have the incredibly hyped first album where it's like everyone's kind of just discovering them now and then like that's their most like popular and they never quite reach those highs again. You have the other one too that I think we saw with like Julian Baker and what I think we're going to see with Sidney Gish where it's like it's a well-received kind of surprise album that no one really saw and then critics jump on board for the next one. And they're like, this is like this album's amazing, even though that first one's probably still gonna be the better one. I, I that sort that seems to be the trajectory. It's either it's like critics are like hyping it up from the jump, or they miss the boat, and it, or they, they miss the boat, to. and then the next one's the super hyped up one. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've become more and more just completely disillusioned with the narrative mm-hmm. side of how critics do their thing, mm-hmm. and so the idea that the idea that we're supposed to believe snail mail is this ascendant. Right, like humongous right. talent. Right. It's like, well, I just feel like I've heard albums like this this year that I've liked just as much or, or more better. that aren't getting yeah. as much hype. Exactly. Um, and you mentioned some of them. Like, I mean, Soccer Mommy got a lot of hype, but I think Sydney Gish is. I mean, Sydney I think Gish, that Soccer Mommy album's better than this one. So I, far. I certainly liked it more. Yeah, and, and like, I think the Frankie Cosmos one was too. 
The Sydney Gish album is a little more of a quirky thing yeah, than this is. But I think that's be- I, I I liked all of those better than this one. Maybe I don't know. But I, I again. just think sometimes like a, critics decide that like we're gonna get a full head of steam behind this yeah. and, and it just like kinda wins everyone over and, the, and right. there's sort of this like if you're not behind snail mail, right. you're on the wrong side you're of history. A, you're fucking misogynist, yeah. Or something. Um it has felt like narratives aren't as interesting unless they're talking about more legacy artists that a lot of people seem to have an opinion on. Because the narrative around like Soccer Mommy or Snail Mail or some of these other ones, it's just like, oh, they're really good. And like, we all just assume that. And like, there's no conversations happening outside of like, oh yeah, this new Snail Mail's good. But if you're talking about Kanye, or you're talking about Arctic Monkeys, or you're talking about a Father John Misty, there's like more narrative. There's like more narrative to to, to, to bite off. There. I, th- yeah. I think what I'm. I think part of what I'm sort of railing against, or what I even it, it, consciously or not, is um, the way the music press has this fetish for for youth, pure mm, youth. Right. They do. They and it totally just feels do. like snail mail and any artist who's yep. like, like she's 19 years old. Right. So impossibly young. She was born in 1999. Jesus and, fucking Christ. And it just feels like there's this thing socially where we've decided that the the height of commentary and musical expression in a pure way comes from people who are that level of right. young. And there's this there's this sort of and again, I this is I'm not trying to shit on snail mail. I like this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like there's this way in which we need to put up on a pedestal these sort of quote unquote young geniuses, yes. these ascendant, yes. bigger than life, save rock and roll. Do you do you think a big part of that is people are always looking to crown the next yes. big thing because they want it? They they almost know deep down they're like this isn't going to pan out, but me putting this on them now maybe it'll surprise us all and they actually will be like yes. amazing yes and I feel like Don Draper people love the beginnings of things yeah that, that there's, an, there's yeah. an attraction to the idea yeah. of like there's this idea that rock and roll or music in general I guess pop music yep. um, popular music is a young man's game it's a young right. person's game and so like you're gonna cast aside some of these older sort of performers and like really bolster the, the 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 younger generations who are doing things but i think what you start to realize as you get older as we get older you and i are people our age yeah a little older it's a cycle right it's a cycle right and what someone is doing with snail mail is not like it's when i listen to it i'm not like oh this is revolutionary right. this is changing the game because it's not but it probably is to some kid it is to kids yeah. and like and there's the it's sort of this hope machine it is. It is. And everyone needs, like, kind of new heroes to latch on to. Yeah. And, like, we have our own, certainly, that we kind of grew up with and still have. And, like, the other 19-year-old kids might not relate as much to, like, Arctic Monkeys no. or some of these other artists that were in their prime prime when we were younger. It'll be, like, to us what Blur and, and Oasis yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what those bands yep. would be. Like, The Strokes, yep. Arctic Monkeys. Um the national, yeah, all those like, bands. They'll yeah. be like, yeah, like Fleet Foxes, I've heard some of their bon stuff. Fair, it's cool, but like, Vampire I really, Weekend, yeah. I'm really into Arcade like, Fire, yeah, Snail Mail, right? <laughs> snail Mail, yeah. And these bands, like these younger bands, yeah, yeah. 
It's interesting. It's, it's, it's very it's interesting. It and is. We, we fetishize youth. We do. We totally do. In a weird is way. It, in, 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 like, I think so. In, in a way that's almost resp- irresponsible on a societal level. I would agree. Do you think part of that reason is because when you are young and when you're writing this music or putting this out there, you almost... You have all of this emotion inside of you and like you need to get it out in some way and channel it and it's being yeah. channeled through your music and as you get older you learn how to like either deal with it more have it have less of that emotion you need to channel or like you're just not as willing to wear your heart on your sleeve like you might be when you're younger and i, I just think it's hungry seen, i just think it's seen as an as a a not an uncynical pure expression Right, when you're that's young, exact, when that's you're, what I'm saying. Yeah, when you're that's 19 what years yeah. old and you're creating music, like yeah, you might be jaded, you might have angst or whatever, but everyone knows like you don't fucking get it yet. Yeah, and so the fact yeah. that you're doing this and yeah. you're wise above your years right. or something, right? It comes across as like oh, like this person, like they're interesting and they're gonna be, right. you know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, it's this again, this thing of like purity. Yeah. We have this thing for for, yeah. the, for the purity of what art is before someone can truly understand how the world works or like you know how money can infiltrate that. Yeah. Cuz an artist like even like Father John Misty or someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. got great reviews on that album, but I think everyone the, the level of excitement, the narrative is totally different. The narrative is like this guy's this self-centered sort of like crazy songwriter. Imagine if he puts those albums out as like a 22-year-old. Yeah. What are people saying about Father John Misty? What's oh, he, the narrative then? He'd be like a messiah. Way different. He would be. The millennial messiah. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's my take. And that's honestly more and more what I think about a lot with these younger, these sort of like really. I I completely agree. And, you know, a, a couple years ago, I still didn't have this context yet. And I remember talking to my buddy, Ian, who I worked with, who was, you know, close to his 40s. And whenever these new, like, best new musics would come out, I'd be like, oh, did you listen to this? It was, like, really good. He's like, yeah, like, I listened to some of it. He's like, it just sounds like this and this. And, like, it's kind of like I've seen this before. And I used to be like, oh, like, I wish you were more excited about this. I totally get it. I like, you've just seen this before. It's not as interesting or exciting. Yeah. So. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Hard way to go out. We actually do have a quick release radar. We do. Um, do I have... I've uh, two. I've that new Nas in Con- the new Kanye produced Nas album. Yep. And then uh, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever is coming out this week, Jake. I like that. Like snuck up. Yeah, it did. I didn't know. I, I've been hearing good things. It's supposed to be good. It's called Hope Downs. So the yeah. I did hear one of the singles that, and I liked it. I really um, like that song. Um, Oh shit! I have it on my best of the year playlist. It's a uh, came out a long time ago. That's mainland. The one, that that's a good song. Mainland, yeah, is a I really, really good like song. that song. Uh, so I'm excited for this album. I need some good like jangly, you know, summery indie rock. You yeah, know, man. I think I think it's gonna be good. So I'm excited for that. Me too. Big shouts to yeah, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal it's a cool, Fever, it's a cool band name. Uh, so I was out at the beach yeah. this this week and. Um, I thought a cool slash funny band name would be. I had like this whole like album art idea. So they're like up the coast of New Hampshire. There's this uh, pull off where there's a bunch of rocks and outcropping. There's yeah, and there's a bunch of rock cairns that have just been set up on there, and it looks really cool because there's just these towers of rocks everywhere looking out onto the ocean. I think it'd be really cool if you took a picture of that. That's your album artwork, 
and then your band name is Coastal Elite. Coastal Elite. I think yeah. that'd be really funny. Yeah, it would be funny. I I, I think that'd be a cool or band Coastal name. Coastal Elite would also be a good um, album name. Yeah, well, yes, yes. And if you have your band name be something a little more cutesy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the joke is the juxtaposition of your like kind of twee name next yes. to Coastal Elites, which yes. is such an intense yes. title. Yes, so I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's this week's episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Is there? I was gonna bring up the um, the LeBron broken, broken hand, hand thing, but then I was like, "Who who cares?" Well, who cares? The problem with those kinds of stories is like, look, either it was an intentional thing to win sympathy, or to say like, or like as a shot at the Warriors, like I broke my hand, and I don't even know how that would be interpreted because like, well, you they swept you, so right? It's not like they barely beat you, right? You got swept. Um, or it is, or it's true, right? That's why, like, part of me just thinks it's true. I think it is too, because it's like he's damned if he does, he's damned if he exactly. doesn't with the broken hand. I th- I think it is too. Did you see Draymond shot back at LeBron from like two years ago for wearing like those? t-shirts in like hat to the final like he was like lebron was like trolling the warriors with his like t-shirt choice at the parade and uh, stuff what was the t-shirt choice it was like an ultimate warrior wrestling oh, t-shirt oh, and then he was oh, wearing oh. the hat that had the kermit like sipping tea thing or something like that gotcha and then so draymond wore like an arthur meme one because i think there was something with lebron that was related to an arthur meme And then, so Draymond wore a shirt that just said mood. And it was the Arthur fist with three rings on it. Which is, like, actually, like, kind of funny. But it's like, dude, come on. Like, maybe if you didn't have KD, that'd be a lot cooler. But, like, it it feels all too easy. That's the problem. All too easy. (laughs) You'll fall too trust. That's the problem with the the whole Warriors run, man. It's like, except for that first one. Um I bet LeBron gets the better of them in in at least two. I would I would think so. Durant, I would think so too. I mean, he kind of cracked the code in that second one. Yeah, he did. So, like, who's to say? I think they would have beat them last year. The Cavs. I mean, they still had Kyrie, dude. Yeah, and Kyrie was. I mean, lest we forget, Kyrie hit that game winning game seven three. Kyrie's cold blooded. I can't wait to see him play again. Same. I'm excited. I'm already excited for basketball. To Me come too, back. Uh, Sean. I meant I was going to ask you. Um, today is June fourteenth, which, of course, as you know, means it's Flag Day. Did you do anything for Flag Day? Uh, yeah, I did. I read Twitter and I saw that it's Flag Day, and I saw that Donald Trump tweeted something about honoring our great flag, and I was like, "Fuck the flag! I don't give a shit about it." If someone handed, if Donald Trump himself handed me a flag. I'd throw it on the ground and stomp on it. I and not give a fuck. I this will probably get me rounded up in like five years and shot and killed or put into some kind of camp because that's the way we're headed. 
um, they're gonna like dig this up and they're gonna be like, wow, let's fuck this person over. He's so mark my words, if I end up as like a political like dissident in a few years, we'll know why. Sean, uh, Donald Trump will be especially mad at you for saying that because today's also Donald Trump's free, birthday. Free speech, bitch. Right there, you go. Yeah, that's the truth. That will have earned me like a death sentence. I'll be like, all right, it was one thing about the flag. We would have worked you to death. Now we're going to just execute you. I'd be like, good. But, <laughs> fucking execute me. But for, but for, they probably would torture you, dude. Yeah, like, I know. the truth of the matter. No, but, but for, but for dishonorably speaking of the president on his birthday slash flag day. Oh, yeah. How old is he turning today? 72. He's 72. June 14th. A Gemini. Fuck that guy. So there you go. For life. Yeah, not a fan. Fuck that guy. Not a fan. Um, f- a bad person. Oh, like I don't. Politics aside, you're just a bad person. I like politics aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And politics not aside, even more so. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like I don't think George Bush was a bad person. I just think he was like kind of a bumbling like idiot. He... Donald Trump's legitimately a bad person. He's a fucking snake. Right. Yeah. He's he, he... right. And, like, the way he, this week, like, shirked off um, the, uh, like, the nations of the free world. <laughs> the G7, yeah. The yeah. G7, yeah. Yeah. To just to go, like, hang with Kim Jong-un. I know, I know, um, I know. Yeah, man. It, wild times, and, like, hopefully not eight years of it. I mean, I think it'd probably be four. I really fucking hope so. But, like, the fact that... There's such a huge chunk of our country who thinks he's doing a good job is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, like, am I his biggest fan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I mean, I had, like, a small thought this week where I was like, well, like, I guess it, being on Kim Jong-un's good side is at least at a minimum... I guess preventing the idea that we'd attack each other or go to war yeah, with one Yeah, that's another. one thing. But that's... But the fact that he's ignoring a country that is committing like heinous crimes against humanity and and human rights, like abominations, yeah, not great. No, like really, really fucking bad. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know that. I didn't really know. I mean, the way I felt about the fact that he met with him in general was like indifferent towards pretty negative. Yeah, because everyone knew that like, oh, there's no like real progress being made. Right. Well, that dude on the. The uh, columnist, excuse me, Jesus Christ. The columnist yeah. for the New York Times who was saying, like, we didn't get anything out of this. Right, 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 we right. We didn't right, get, right. like, yeah. a real disarmament. We got, like, oh, yeah, we'll try to disarm. <laughs> Just because Trump wanted the headlines of being, like, oh, he did something. Yeah. That's all he cares about. Getting, they, getting the credit without he doesn't want to put the work in no I don't fully understand his like his logic he just likes being the guy in power in power and like yeah just with power right and just the ability to right do rash do things. stuff yeah yeah um so yeah when when this is unearthed um 10 years into his regime y- y- yes um yes. you may well be executed I think I've hedged enough where <laughs> Over, yeah, Overlord Trump, um, in the year twenty twenty six. Don't kill me, only kill Sean. This dissident. And you know what? Like dissident. I'll Sean. probably be better off because I just won't have to deal with any of this bullshit anymore. So like, I'll welcome killing How, myself. Yeah, <laughs> at their hand. 
And then they'll hear that. They'll be like, we're going to just work you to death. You're going to clean up like our nuclear sludge. I, if I were forced to, like into a work camp by Donald Trump, like I, I would try to kill myself. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I would like, try to find a way. Yeah. I wouldn't be a fucking hero. No. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the will. No, no. I'd be one of those ones that you like, where you just see that my spirit broke. Yeah. And then I just sit and stare, clearly emaciated. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like, I just sit and, like, yep. don't move and yep. just look. And, like, no matter the beatings you give me, no matter the I, anything, yeah. my brain is just, like, checked out. Yeah. It's a scary thought. Yeah. Maybe you could, you know, you, know, you always see. In those movies where anyone's in a camp or anything, there's the one guy who like sprints for the the chain length fence with the barbed wire on top, and they don't get even halfway before all the guard towers just unload on them. Maybe I'd do that. What the fuck is wrong with people? The fact that that's ever happened in history, let alone like, like it's a trope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. You know? You're like, oh, the guard, the guard towers yeah. shooting people down. You're, yeah. the, you're like yeah, work camps. <laughs> right, 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 right. We all know. That's so fucked. Uh, the world, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess. It is. It's a scary place. Let's talk about some music. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> 